Wow. Well, let's go ahead and let's jump in uh, this morning in the Word. Um, I was just really, as I was preparing this week, God dropped this in my spirit, and I, and I want to share it to you. But, but he, he dropped this in my spirit, and he spoke this into me. He said, Gary, why do you go to church? Why are you there? And, and, and it really sparked this message because I'm going to ask you the same question. You don't have to answer it. I want you to think about it. Why are you here? Why did you come to church this morning? Was it because you wanted to hear the incredible worship and praise? This incredible team? Was it because you wanted to drink the amazing coffee that Judy prepares for us every Sunday morning? Is it because you wanted to see your friends? Or is it just because it's just something that you just are doing? You know, and the thing that I think about is every time that we come together, we can all come and participate in the exact same service, but everyone experiences something a little different. But my point is this, that God really put in my heart for the entire body of Christ, every time we come together in this auditorium, in this sanctuary, you need to encounter or experience the presence of God. Every time. That is our number one focus, that we all come in and we all experience the presence of God. And so today, the title of the message, I just, I want to talk about the presence of God. Because the presence of God is so incredibly important to God, he even told John this while he was out on the island writing the book of Revelations. And he put this in John's heart, and he said, I want you to write this down. Listen to the words of God. In Revelation 3, verses 20, God's saying, Behold, I, God, stand at the door and knock, your door. He's knocking this morning. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. And, and, and right there, we can stop. We could stop because he said, I want to come in to you. I want to have fellowship with you. I, I, I want my presence to be in you. But he doesn't stop there. He takes it a step further and says, and dine with me, or him, and he with me. And as I thought about that, why in the world would he take it a step further and say, and I want to also dine with you. And I want you to dine with me. Now, as I was thinking about that, this is Valentine's weekend, gentlemen. And so tomorrow is actually Valentine's Day. So we have to probably take our sweethearts somewhere to dinner or do something special for them or whatever. But here's my point. Why would God say, I want to dine with you? Because you see, when you dine with someone, you have to spend time with them. Right? So in other words, what God was saying is, is, is I, I want to spend time with you. I want to get to know you. I, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to have an intimate relationship with you. And whenever you go out on a date with your bride, or you go out on a date with the person that you're dating, when you go there, you're not going there for the food. Think about that. You're, that's important. And you're not going because of the restaurant. Why are you going? Let me put this truth up here. We're going because it's not about eating. It's about who you're eating with. Amen. 
And this is the same way it is with God. It's about why we're here. We're, we're, we're. The main entree this morning is God, is Jesus. He's the main entree. And the person that you're going to be with, tomorrow when I take my bride out to, to, to dinner somewhere, it's special. You know what? The main entree is going to be her. I don't care where we eat. I don't care the restaurant. It's going to be about her. And this is the same way it is with God. God says, I want to have my presence with you. I, I, not only will I come into you, but I want to stay there with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to spend quality time with you. So every time that we come into God's house, we need to experience the presence of God. So if our focus is on Jesus, you will experience and encounter his presence every time. You will experience that presence when you're with him. And so one of the greatest guys in the Bible who walked with God's presence on his life continually was Moses. And so when I studied about Moses, I realized that he was constantly in God's presence. And because he was constantly in God's presence, there was a lot of good stuff that was happening in his life. And so we're going to talk about that. Let me go ahead and read you the scripture here in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, to kind of set the setting up how Moses experienced the presence of God as well. So let's read it. Now Moses went, or Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and led the flock to the back of the desert. Then, then came to Herod, the mountain of God, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he, now this is Moses, so Moses looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. Let's keep reading. Then Moses said, I will now. He paused. He said, I will now turn aside and watch what he does here and see this great sight. He stopped. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned, Moses turned aside to look, God called to him from the mist of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Now we learned anytime God repeats your name twice, it's either going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Last week, I think we talked about Martha, 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 Martha. You were worried, upset about all this stuff, but Mary has found it, which is good. Remember, we said we heard that, but now here, this is good. God calls Moses. He says, Moses, Moses, and he said, did Moses back? Here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Now, did you catch that? Now, here's what I want us to focus on this morning. Here's two questions we're going to try to answer. How did Moses experience this incredible presence of God continual in his life. And here's the point, and if it's that powerful and it's life-changing, how can we, how can you and I experience the same presence as well? Because you can. And I'm going to show you. There's three ways that we can experience the presence of God that I found from this scripture here that I'm pulling out that we're going to look at how Moses experienced this incredible presence of God on a continual basis. And it's very simple. If you'll catch it and you'll see it as I saw it. And so here's the first thing if you're taking notes. Because again, my, my, my whole point 
Every time that we come into God's house, we need to experience or encounter the presence of God, okay? Now, first way we're going to do that, and what Moses did, start looking for him. When you walk in, what are you doing? Where, what are you looking for? And what I mean by this is, I mean, ta- I'm talking about focusing on God. Don't be an ADHD worshiper. Is that the right word? ADH, how do you, ADHD, right? Is that, that the right acronym? Okay, ADHD worshiper. I'm kind of like that, you know? I can get distracted. I mean, I could, I could bunny trail on all kinds of stuff. I'm just that way, and I'm working on it. But, but here's, here's, here's something about me that you will learn. And especially in church, don't, don't ever come to me before service and say, hey, Pastor Gary, so-and-so sick. Can you come to the hospital? Pastor Gary, can, there's a funeral this week. Pastor Gary, can you do my wedding? Pastor Gary, Pastor Gary, Pastor Gary. Here, here's what's going to happen. If I'm not looking at you, I'm not listening to you. Now, why is that on a Sunday morning? Because I, I, I'm not, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not here for you. I'm not here looking for you. And I'm not here to listen to you. I am here looking and listening to God. Because in just a few moments, I got to get in this pulpit and preach the word of God that he has for you. Now, after church, you can come to me all you want or text me. Please text me. Call me Monday. Because listen, at that moment, if it's not life and death, listen, it can wait for a few moments. Because God, I'm looking for God. We have to stay focused on what God wants us to, to, to know from him. Now, watch. When you see, watch Go to, go to the start here. When God sees you looking for him, you know what's going to happen? You will get his attention. And you see what Moses did when he turned and he looked at God. What did God do? Now, let me show you. But by the way, before I get to that scripture, do you know that God gives us eyes to see him spiritually? Because you'll say, how can I see God? You know, this, this young man who Pastor Greg was with this, this, this week, a young man came into the church this week. Pastor Greg ministered to him. He walked into the sanctuary. First thing that he said, he says, God's here. I feel, and I see God here. What was he doing? God gave him a, a set of spiritual eyes. Let me show it to you. Second Corinthians here and verses 3 and 18. So all of us who have had that, watch now, that veil removed can see in other words before you got saved there was a veil over our eyes that's the reason why for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved it's the power of god we can see it but they can't and that's what gets us into trouble and you hear me say that all the time but but we get we can see the presence of god when you get saved you can see god's presence and see, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him. Isn't that good? As we are changed into His glorious image. And so when we start looking for God and we start to see God, here's what's going to happen. Because whenever we begin to look intently at the glory of God, we'll be changed by the presence of God. That's why when we come in, we need to start looking for the presence of God. And when we look for it and when we find it, we will be changed by the power of God. And so Moses walked in this continually. And by the way, if you're looking at your circumstances, and this is what happens to many Christians when they walk in the door, instead of looking for God, they're looking at their circumstances. They're looking at the things that they're going through. And if you're looking at your circumstances, you're not going to be looking at God. You got to leave them at the door and say, God, I'm going to enter in and I'm going to start looking for you. Yes, it's bad. Yes, I know all this stuff's going on in my life, but I got to stop looking at that and start looking at you. You got to look to God. And by the way, this happens to me all the time. 
I'm not exempt. Trust me, when something bad starts happening, when things start happening, you know, what happens? I get, I get focused on those things, on those circumstances. And so what happens with God, God always, he always loves to get my attention. And this is what he does to me. And by the way, if you say it doesn't ever happen to me, then get saved and it will. <laughs> but this is what he does. When I start focusing on the wrong things and I'm not looking at him and I'm looking at all the bad circumstances in life, here's what he does. He'll say, stop it. Stop it, Gary. Stop. Hey, stop it. And then he'll go, look at me. Get your eyes off of that and get it back on me and start looking at me. And when you start looking at me, all of a sudden, it begins to, it begins to, to turn me the right direction. And then all of a sudden, I feel God's presence begin to overshadow me, come back in my life. And all those circumstances kind of goes back away. And I'm now back into the presence of God. And what happens sometimes when we walk into God's house, if you're not looking for God, if your eyes are on that, on that Jesus is not the main entree, and you're not going to be able to experience that incredible meal that God has prepared for you. Because you're looking at the wrong things. And Moses had to learn to look at God. He had to look at him. So number one, start looking for him. And I'm going to read some scriptures to show you where he did this, and it's powerful. And so that's number one. When you walk into God's house, if you want to experience his presence, stop looking at everything else. And I know it's hard, but start looking for God. Where's he at? Keep my, God, where are you at? I was worshiping, God, I want to see you, God, in Jesus. Yes, God, you're here. Okay? Now, here's the second thing Moses can teach us. Start listening to him. Start listening to him. Again, when I, right before the service, people will try to get me, to let, get me off unfocused on, on them. I remember I was pastoring this church. You all do not know this ever happened. And I'm going to tell you what happened to me. I mean, it was either Pastor Denny or Greg. They were up here, and, and, and they, they, they prayed the prayer, and, and, and it was before we had the video thing going on. It was back in the day when we just prayed, and they said, let's get it up, Pastor Gary's going to come minister to us now. A guy walked in the back door, right back there where, where, where Ed and Donna's sitting, right there. But I was right there standing, and this guy comes walking up to me and had no clue who he was. And right after, Denny was praying when he came to me. He looked at me and said, you're the devil. Your church is the devil, and you're all going to die and go to hell. And, and Denny says, let's give it up. Pastor Gary's coming to minister right now. I promise you, God, I am here. He would punish me if I'm lying to you. That happened, and I had to walk right from there and go, come on, let's give God praise, church. Hallelujah. You know? But what, what helped me with that? I wasn't here looking for him, and I wasn't here to listen to him. I came into this building to look and listen to my Savior. And that's what keeps you focused. That's what keeps you in the presence of God. Had I looked and listened to him, I'd have walked up and said, oh, gosh. Oh, I'm a sinner. We're all dying going to hell. Oh, my gosh, you know. But so many times, if you're not looking and you're not listening, we'll get in trouble. We'll get out of the presence of God. So start listening. Let me read you the scripture here. Exodus 3, verses 4. So when the Lord saw, now watch this. This is so good. So when the Lord saw that he, Moses, turned aside to what? To look. That was the first thing he was to look what happened. Now, he got his attention, right? When God gets our attention and Moses looked, now watch what happened. 
God then called to him. God spoke to him. You see that? If you want God to speak to you, give God your attention. Let me tell you something. If if your kid's not looking at you, you're not going to speak to them. You're going to yell at them, smack them upside the head, and then you're going to try to get their attention. Then you're going to look at right? Probably. But you're not getting anywhere until someone's looking at you. But when they look at you, then, then you got their attention. Then you could talk to them. And so God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Now, you know one thing I've learned about this today is that if you're not hearing God, there's two reasons why you're not hearing God. You're not looking and you're not listening. I'm going to say that again. Somebody needs to let that sink in. If you're not hearing God, you're not looking and you're not listening. Um, I don't know who it was was talking about. Donna, we were talking about this, about hearing it and entering into the presence of God. And we were talking about how that, how that it's so important that we get there. Wednesday night was powerful. But we were talking and, and I shared, when I want to hear God and hear him speak to me, I get alone with him. I always get in my vehicle and I go for a drive. I unplug everything, I turn off everything, and I just start talking to God. And as I'm looking, and as I'm talking, guess what? He'll always talk. He'll always, always come into that vehicle with me, and he'll tell me clearly what I need to do. Happens every time. That's how the church was started. I wanted to know where to plant the church. Dad said, get in your car. Get out of my, I'm not here. You don't want to listen to me. I'm a man. He said, you need to listen to God. Get in the car and let God speak to you. And I did. I started driving. And as I was driving, right here in Scott County, I'm going, Lord, I have no clue where I'm supposed to plant this church. I'm just here visiting my dad in Scottsburg. He said, you're driving on your harvest field. I'm going, what? I'd been gone 25 years. I'm coming home. He said, you're coming home, son. You're driving on your harvest field because you have their DNA. You went through the same thing. You've experienced the same hurts. You've experienced the same poverty that everybody else grew up in. You've experienced the same dysfunctional families that everybody else had, you know? Trust me, man, we all had that. We all grew up with, we all have our stories. Now, so powerful, Lord, when she, we have it. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if you're a doctor. Doesn't matter if you're, if you're the poorest part. Does not matter. If you're a pastor, we all go through things in our life. There are stories that comes with us. A lot of it's not good. But thanks be to God, God has made a way to bring us out. So if you're not, if you're not hearing God, you're not looking and you're not listening for God. And so, so God wanted to make sure that Moses was listening to him. So he had to get Moses' attention first. And when he finally got his attention and Moses saw him, God spoke. God began to speak to him. Now, how many of you know someone who's got that ADHD? You know, when, when, you're, when you're talking, they're not listening. How many is married to that person right now? Come on. You don't raise your hand if you're sitting next to him. My wife is back there. Yeah. <laughs> we're driving down the road. I mean, we're going wherever. And she's just talking. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm hearing this noise. <laughs> and she's talking. And then she'll say, blue elephant. <laughs> Honestly, like, honest, she does that. Because she knows I'm not listening to her. So she'll say, blue elephant, blue rabbit. I'm going, what'd you just say? She said, well, I got your attention, didn't I? I'm glad you're listening. Are you back with me now? Have you come back to earth? Okay. Well, look, I have that problem. I'm, I've not been delivered from that yet, but, but I'm getting there. But what she knows, if I'm not looking, I'm not listening. 
And another thing I'm, I'm learning about being with my precious wife, you know, we, I don't know if you know this or not, but you could be in the same vehicle together driving down the road and not, and not be in fellowship. The presence, you're not even in the same presence of that person. Why? Because you're not looking and you're not listening to one another. You got to stop and look and you got to listen and, and one thing that I'm learning about people is, put this truth up here that God gave me this week. People want to hear God's voice. They really do. I want to hear God's voice. You want to hear God's voice, but here's the problem. But spend little time in his presence. See, we're never going to hear God's voice if we don't stop and look and listen and spend time with God. See, we, would just, we just want to get, get, do our thing. We're going to go, 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 And all of a sudden, well, God, why isn't God talking to me? Well, you're not looking and you're not listening. When you stop and you start looking and he becomes the number one focus, our number one priority is to enter into and experience the presence of God. And the way that we're going to do that is by looking and listening to his voice. Let me give you some more scriptures on his presence and what it will do and why it's so important that we need to enter into his presence every service or every day of your life. Just not today, but every day of your life. You need to walk in God's presence like Moses did. Let me show you why. Here's the first one, Psalms 100 verses 2. Come before his presence with singing. What we do this morning, we were singing, we were worshiping the Lord. How many of you felt God's presence while you were worshiping the Lord? If you were looking and listening, I guarantee you heard God's voice. But if you weren't looking and you wasn't listening, if you were watching your phone or if you was looking at other things, if you were thinking about what you had to do, to, to do tomorrow, you are not going to enter into God's presence. Why are you here? Why did we come to God's house? Look. Don't waste your time. Don't waste God's time. You are his child. He wants to get to know you. He said, behold, I stand at that door and knock. If you open the door, I will come into you. My presence will overshadow you. And not only that, but I'm going to sit down with you, and I'm going to dine with you. I'm going to eat with you. I'm going to be your main entree, and I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stay there a long while. You and I are going to get to know one another. Amen. That's, that's powerful. Here's the next one here. In Psalms 9, verses 3, when my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. How many of you got some enemies? How many of you got people attacking you? Well, you know how to get, take care of them? Stay in God's presence, and he'll drive your enemies away. You want your enemies to keep attacking? Just get out of the presence of God, and they'll beat you up. <laughs> Stay in the presence of God, and he will drive them out. The presence of God to drive them out. Here's the next one. I love this one. Psalm 16, verses 11. In your presence is fullness of joy. Man, I need a little joy today. I, 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 need, I, I, need, some, I, I need that peace. I need that overshadowing joy that will overshadow my life. How am I going to get that? It's by staying in God's presence. Isn't that good? Not only is he going to drive your enemies away, but he's going to give you some joy along the way when you're in his presence. So get in his presence. Here's the next one. I love this one as well. I love them all. Psalm 68, verses 8. The heavens also dropped rain. You know what this means? That means blessings. Look that up. The rain means blessings. It dropped blessings at what? At the presence of God. And Sinai itself was moved. What's Sinai? That's the mountain. Your mountains will be moved at the presence of God. Did you catch that? When you stay in the presence of God, you're going to get joy. 
Your enemies are going to be moved away from you. Your mountains are going to move. And God's going to begin to drop blessings on you by staying in the presence of God. And as your pastor, I'm telling you, I'm challenging you. Start looking. Start listening for God. And get into his presence. And watch what will happen. Watch what will happen. Make him number one. Make him that priority. Here's the last one. Acts 3, verses 19. Is this good? Oh, man. If it's not for you, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Brenda, today. (laughs) He said, home run. Here we go. I'm getting used to this mic again. Now, times of refreshing. Look at this. Why am I encouraging us to stay in the presence of God? Here's why. Times of refreshing may come from where? The presence of the Lord. You want to know why you're wearied and tired and exhausted? You're getting out of the presence of God. Get back into the presence of God. Start looking. Start listening. Get into his presence. Let the joy come back. Let this refreshing come back. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'm going to give you rest. But he get away from me. Get out of my presence. You're not going to have that rest. You want your enemies to flee? You won't even have to fight the battle. You just stay in my presence, and your enemies will be dealt with. You know, there's one thing I'm learning about enemies. They have no defense against love. They don't, know, they don't do what love is. You know, because Satan doesn't know what he can't handle love. If you ever want to calm the argument down in your home, just love them. I love you, baby. When she starts getting mad at me. You think I'm laughing? I'm serious. It works. She's like, don't do that to me. I'm mad at you right now. Come here. Let me give you a hug, honey. It's okay. Here's a card. I do counseling. But, you know, but that's what you do. The enemy has no defense with love. You want to calm it down? You just talk in love. Because the enemy's like, what do I do with that? Because God is. Love. You see, he, the enemy wants us to get angry. He wants us to get upset. But, how, but if you stay in God's presence, you won't have to get upset. You just be in God's love. And everybody like, I don't like to argue with that guy. He won't argue, so I'm going to argue with somebody else. So here, number one. So here's number one. Start looking for him. And number two, Moses started, what? Listening to him. And here's the last and final one, and I am done. Isn't that amazing? But the last one's like it's an hour long. I'm just kidding. No, I, we're going to have some baptistries today, and I, I wanted to take time because I really want us to enter in God's presence, okay? The last one here is learning from him. And you see, when you listen and you look for him, you'll be in his presence. Now you're all set up to start learning from him. And you see, this is where many people never get to because they never really truly fully get into the presence of God. And if you don't fully get there, you're not going to be able to learn from God. And I'm going to show you how incredible it can be when, you, when you're in his presence and how much that you can learn. And so, so how can we learn from God? How can we do this? Now, remember what God told Moses. Remember this? He said, Moses, I want you to take your shoes off, take your sandals off, because where you're standing, it's holy ground, buddy. And by the way, anything God touches is holy. You know, remember, anything God touches holy. So if you're in God's presence, you're in a good place in your life, okay? You're not going to be perfect, but you're in a good place. And let God touch you. 
Let God kiss you with his favor when in that place, right there. And so anything God touches is holy. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Many people may not know this, maybe for you that just doesn't understand the Bible, but how many of you know who wrote the first five books of the Old Testament? Y'all smart. I must have taught you that. Us pastors, we, we take credit for a lot of stuff that makes us feel better that way. <laughs> I know you knew that. Okay, but here's something that you may not know. You're correct. Moses wrote the first five books of the Old Testament. But let me ask you this question. How many years had passed? Moses is here in Exodus writing this, talking about Adam and Eve. and how, how did he know about them? Okay, how many years had passed between Adam and Eve and where he's at today, what we're reading right now? Exodus chapter 3. 2,500 years. 2,500 years had passed. So let me ask this question. He's the only one that wrote about Adam and Eve 2,500 years later. How did he know? How did he know about Abraham? How did he know those stories? I'm going to tell you how he knew. Because he, on a daily basis, he continually looked for God. He continually listened to God. And he continually got in a position to learn from God. And God was speaking to him. I want to show it to you. It's powerful. And, and why, again, do, am I encouraging you to get in God's presence? Because when you're looking and listening, he will speak. He will talk to you. And some of you said, I've not heard God speak to me in a long time. Well, start looking and listening, and he will. Now, let me show you some stuff here. Because he was always walking, and he was always in the presence of God. Now, in Psalms chapter 103, verses 7, how did he know all this was going on? Now, watch what he says here. Psalms 103, verse 7, he made known his ways to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. You catch that? He showed Moses what happened. He just made known the acts to the children of Israel. Let me put it this way. Put it down in this truth, and I'll see if it makes more sense to you. He made known what he did to Israel, but he made known why he did it to Moses. And how did he do that? By talking to him. By, by Moses always having fellowship with him. Now, let me show you, when you're in the presence of God, why it's important that we enter into the presence of God every time that we enter this building or every time when you wake up in the morning, mamas, you, you want to know how to handle your children? Get into the presence of God. You want to know how to get out of debt? Get into the presence of God. Because it's in the presence of God where you're going to find 100% of the time the answers to the situations you're going through. Because if he made known his, his way and why he did it to Moses, why don't you think he'll do us the same way? Do you think, oh, God never speaks to me. We think God's got laryngitis. Did he get laryngitis all of a sudden? Now he doesn't speak to anybody else? No, he's still speaking. I hear him all the time. How many else hears him? How many all hears God speak? Absolutely. You can hear him. No, it may not be audible, but you hear him speak in your spirit, and you know exactly. He'll tell you what house to buy, what house not to buy. Don't buy that house. Why, God? I'm not telling you why. You're not supposed to buy that house. Okay. And about two years later, it burns up. Bad electrical or something on it. Sorry about the people who bought it. I should have told them. God said don't buy that house. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Now, it never happened, but I'm just using an illustration. But God will do that. God will speak to you. 
when you stay in God's presence. Let me, let me show you something here. Let's read this. Exodus 33, verses 7 and 11. Now, this is what was happening because Moses continually walked in the presence of God. And if Moses could continually walk in the presence of God, you can continually walk in the presence of God. I can continually walk in the presence of God. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp. Called it the tabernacle, and by the way, the tabernacle is, is the presence of God. That, that's where they're going to go find the presence of God every time you see that. The tabernacle of meeting, and it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was, whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle, went out into the presence of God, to where he's going to find God, that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle, or he has gone into the presence of the Lord. Now it gets good. Watch this. Watch this. Because I, I am lost. Now let's keep reading then. Go back to the last scripture. I want to make sure I'm in the right place. Okay, now, keep going now. Let's go, let's go. I'm in the right place. (laughs) Now, and it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle, okay, again, that's the presence of God, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord, again, talked with Moses. Did you catch that? He talked with Moses. Now, I believe right there, with all my heart, that's where God was speaking to him about what he knew about what happened in Adam and Eve and Abraham. That's where he was telling him right there. He was talking to him and just not talking to him, but, but in a powerful way. And all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshiped each man in his own or in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses. Here it is again. Watch this. How did Moses know about what happened to Adam and Eve? How did he know all this stuff? It wasn't just gibberish. It just wasn't non-clarity. It just wasn't any spirit. He actually spoke to him. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses is writing this stuff down. Okay, what did Adam and Eve do again to God? What happened there? You catching what I'm saying here? Okay. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. So after Moses heard God speak to him, he went off and he wrote about Adam and Eve, and and he wrote about Abraham, and he wrote what God was telling him. But this young man by the name of Joshua, what did he do? He said, I'm staying, man. If there's just a little bit of God's presence left, I'm staying because where God's presence is, that's where life will be changed. And and it was in God's presence is where God healed my body. It's in God's presence is where you'll be set free from your drugs. It's in God's presence where your your marriage will be healed. It's in God's presence where your kids will start to fall in love and start serving God again. It's in God's presence. Why is it important we stay in God's presence? Because there, miracles will happen. There is where deliverance will come, in God's presence. In God's presence. Wow. And so, 
now I want, I want pause because what happens with us is we can get, we, we can move in and out of God's presence a lot, don't we? You see, out of God's presence, we start focusing on the circumstances again, right? But in God's presence, in God's presence, we focus on him and him only, right? So let me show you something here. David got caught up. He was a guy that he would go focus on God's presence, then he'd get out of God's presence, and then he wanted to go kill everybody. <laughs> he got mad at everybody. He got mad at all the evil people. He got mad that they were doing wrong things. Now watch this. Let's, let's go on to the next scripture here. In Psalm 73, verses 1 through 3, this is, this is David speaking here, and he's angry. He's mad, but he, but he walks in and out of God's presence, and watch the difference. When you stay in God's presence, I'm going to show you the power when you stay in God's presence. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. Now, he's, he's getting a little angry here. He's getting angry. He's watching all these bad people. My feet were slipping. I'm getting ready to cuss. That's what he's saying. <laughs> and I was almost gone. Almost lost my cool. I'm getting sick and tired of all these evil people treating everybody wrong. So I, I'm, what's he doing? He's focusing on the wrong thing here. And then he goes on. He says, for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. How many seen people like that? You see wicked people just keep prospering and they just keep getting madder, keep getting more evil and evil. And you're like, God, why are they prospering? Why are that? Why are you blessing them, God? <laughs> well, by the way, you know, God's callings and God's gifts is without repentance. You know, he gives them to you at birth. They just found their gift and they're just using it. Sadly, they're using it for the wrong reasons. But then if you read this, if you continue to read verses or, or chapter 73, go home and read it because I don't got time to read it today. I mean, he just unloads. He goes on and on. He runs into a rant here and he goes on and on and on and on. Talks about how bad everybody is. But then he wraps it up right here in verses 16 and 17 and watch what he says. So I tried to understand all these wicked, nasty, prosperous people. I just, that's kind of my own paraphrase there. Why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. I'm focused on the wrong thing here. And he winds it up and watch what he does. He said, I got to get this thing fixed in my heart. Then I went into your sanctuary. I went into your presence, God, is what he's saying. Oh, God, and I finally understood. I finally saw it. The destiny of the wicked. It finally come together for me, God. I finally understand what's going on right now, God. Everything and everybody was all messed up, God. It was all awful. Everything was terrible. Until I finally went into the sanctuary, into your presence. Then I saw it. Then I didn't care anymore because I knew, God, when I got into your presence, that, God, that you'll take care of all of that. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Because it's in your presence, God, is where we'll experience this freedom. And so, let me put it this way, and I'm done. Come on, Pastor David. You're .3 too late. <laughs> he knows I love him. We, we, we talk about it all the time at the house. He says, we're going to end up in each other's messages one day. Go ahead. Now. I'm waiting for something to come back now. He's good. He's a good comebacker. You know, when you love somebody, you can razz them. Right? Oh, it's coming back. I can feel it <laughs> when I least expect it. Well, by the way, oh, I won, by, by the way, last night in Domino's, everybody. I just want, I want you all to know. It did right there. I won. I just want you to know. We almost caught you. <laughs> Here we go. 
When you go into the presence of God, your entire perspective is going to change, church. Come on. Your entire perspective is going to change. Life is going to look a whole lot better. The sicknesses, the diseases, the depression, the anxiety, going to look a whole lot better. Because why? Because it's in the presence of God where the freedom's going to come. It's in the presence of God where the healing's going to come. It's in the presence of God where God's going to do a miraculous work in your life. Stay in the presence of God. How are we going to do it? By looking for Him. How are we going to do it? By listening to Him. How are we going to do it? When you're in the presence of God, He's going to teach you. You're going to learn from Him the same way Moses did. And there's some of you this morning, God wants to speak to you. God wants to talk to you on an intimate level. But when you're focused on everything else, you're not going to get His attention. You're not going to have His attention. When you come in, God, where you at? Where you at? God, I know you're here, God. God, I know you're here, God. Speak to me right now, God. God, I, I know, God, you're here. Oh, there you are, God. Yes, God, okay. God, and he began to start to show you the answers to what you're dealing with. And you know what? It may not be the way you want it, but whatever he shares, you do it. Because he'll never let you down. Every time we come together, church, we need to encounter and experience the presence of God. That's how important it is. Because Moses walked in it. And you know, if Moses can walk in it, why can't we? We can. Because we have a Savior that came to fulfill it all. Now we have access. We have more than what Moses had. We have a Savior that came and died and bled for us. And we have a mediator. And he says that whatever thing that we ask in his name, that it shall be done. Come on. Let's get into the presence of God. Come on, would you stand to your feet? God, I want to thank you this morning for your word. And I pray that God, that God that we will take coming into your house so serious, God. And God, we will enter into your presence, God. God, we won't let any distractions stop us. But God, let us enter in because God, when we get to your presence, God, that's where God, we're going to see you work a miracle in our life, God. And God, I pray that over my brothers and sisters this morning. And I pray that God, that some of them, that God, they'll have the boldness to step out of their seat and just come and make a place, make this altar, God, their place of prayer this morning. Say, God, I want to enter in, God. God, I want to look for you like I've never looked for you before, God. I want to start listening like I've never listened before, God. And God, when I hear your voice, God, let me learn from you, God. God, start to show me, God, what I need to do. But God, let us always, God, I always, God, want to encounter your presence, God. God, that's why I come into the sanctuary. I come, God, so that, God, that I can encounter your presence, God. And I pray that over my brothers and sisters this morning. God, I pray that they will encounter you, God, because there are some of them that they need some serious answers, God, to situations that they're faced with. But God, it's only going to be in your presence where, God, you can talk with them. And God, you can reveal exactly, God, a plan that God is perfect for them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.